Okay, so we started the rest of the parak, meaning after the dream sugya last night. And we started, or a couple of nights ago, and we discussed, first discussed the brach of Chacham Harozim, and now we were discussing the bracha of Haroya Chachme Yisrael and the difference between Asher Cholak and Asher Nosan. We discussed, to the best of our ability, the halacha of making a bracha on a chacham Yisrael. The Gemara, we really end in the middle of the line, but it's, it's you know, same sugar but different. We are on Nun Chesamad Aleph, about uh, one-third of the way down the page. Haroya Malke Yisrael. If a person sees a Jewish king... That HaKadosh Baruch Hu divided of his covet with those that serve him. Now, by a king, you know, Chachma is esoteric. Which means, you, you can't put your finger on Chachma. So I could hear why you say, oh, that Chachma is divided with the Rebbein what the Gemara is saying over here is something incredible, that when you have a Jewish king and you're mechabed a Jewish king, the covet that you're really giving is covet to the Rebbein Shalom. He is God's man. He is a representative of covet of the Rebbein Shalom. And the covet you have for the Rebbein Shalom is divided with him. So the covet of a Melech is a representation of a covet to the Rebbein Shalom. Now you're really speaking Hasidic Shabbos. <laughs> so I, I, I was going to say, the last Jewish king we had was Rubavu. But... Uh, yeah. But now who? And then Bayesheni. Um, says the Gemara, Haroya, Malke, Oivdeke Chavim, Oimeri should say, Baruch Shenosan, Mekvaydai Libruaisa. So, same idea as last night. So, let's talk about a couple things. First of all, let's discuss, let's discuss what bracha would you make on a Yiddish king who's a Russia. So, the bracha to make on a Yiddish king is Shecholak of, but if, if the person isn't a Yore Hashem, what bracha do you make on him? Do you make a bracha of a Gaiyashi king? Do you make a bracha, and, and we, we suffered no shortage of Yiddish kings that were Rishayim. So what bracha would a person make on a Yiddish king that is a Rasha? I'm not talking about the, the president of any country nowadays. I'm talking about a Yiddish king. Um, so it's actually Machlekas. Rechaim Palaji in the tshuva says that if he doesn't act like Yid, you make the Gaisha Brach on him. So you would make on a Yiddish king, Shenosan Mekvay de Labasar Vedam. The Rishash says, although any particular Jewish king doesn't represent what he should represent, Lemaisa, he's a king because of his bloodline. And the bracha you're making on the king is not a bracha on the person, it's a bracha on the office. 
So you would make the bracha of Shecholak make Kavaydeli Reyav on the Jewish king, even if even if he was a Russia. That's the Rosh Hashishit. Doesn't that sorry make more sense? Um, I, I guess it's a hakira. What are we? What are we respecting? Are we respecting the office or are we respecting the person? You know, like I, I guess it would make sense. I'm saying there's always someone or some uh, some of the people that are not going to. to well, I mean, I mean a real Russia. You know, like like Yoyakim. You know, like like you know, like like the Nach describes. The Shaila is in this Gemara that everyone wants to discuss. What about a king nowadays? Can you make this brachanaz? Obviously, there's no Malka Yisrael. Um, uh, Vihester doesn't count. Um, well, why the king didn't people make uh, So the shy is, can you make it on a, on a Gaish king? So, the first address for this sugya is a Chuvis Radvaz. And the Radvaz says that any officer, any government official who has the power to kill you, and does it need to answer to anybody you would make this bracha on? So right off the bat, we can say, if you would meet King Fad or MBS, you would make this bracha. That guy, Saudi Arabia. The, the king of Saudi Arabia, just ask that Keshkogi guy. Yeah. So these guys, these guys could kill at will, and they owe an answer to anybody. Maise shahaya if you're old enough to remember, after the first Gulf War, we wanted to help Iraq like feed its babies, but we didn't want them to make money because they're a band of hilarious. And like, you know, Saddam Hussein is, you know, uh, you know, wasn't a good guy. So we had the oil for fuel or oil for food program. Does this, this ring a bell with anyone in the room? Yes. So Mark Rich, who was Pinky Green Shutif, was in a room with Saddam Hussein. And they were handling the oil for food. He, he was one of the guys that, that did it. And Saddam's accountant messed up on the numbers. No big deal. Messed up on the numbers, and they had to redo the papers. Around the table, Saddam took out his sidearm, shot the guy in the head. The guy slunked over on the table, right there in the meeting, without removing the body. Like, and the guys, <clears throat> as we were saying, <laughs> kids are, so, so, According to Radvaz, so on Saddam Hussein, you would zikr make the bracha. On King Fad, you would zikr make the bracha. How about, how about someone like Minister Trudeau? Or, or that guy with the hair, Johnson, in England. What's his first name? Boris. Boris, yeah. <laughs> you have the queen, yeah, her. <laughs> so, Is there a getter between elected and... So like, oh, so th- there's a tshuva called Kyrgyz Chana David and says that nowadays, since there is no government official that could do something unilaterally, he could do something without consulting his government. It sounds like he, he was from England. It sounds like he's talking about parliamentary system. He needs the Haskamais Sare Hamedina, which means in America we have separation of powers, but there you, you literally need... You need every every vote is put to the parliament. So he says that guy doesn't have enough power, and you can't, and you can't, um, and you don't make a brach on him. So that is, if you go to the man on the street, that's what they heard about. They heard about this radvaz that if he can't kill you, you do not make the brach on him, and and therefore, 
Very few people make the bracha on, on leaders and kings nowadays. But, Rabbi Yosef says an amazing svar. He says, presidents have the power of the pardon. Which, forget Rubashkin, if a guy is on death row, the president can pop to you from a death penalty. So Rabbi says that a president nowadays... Huh? So can I, uh, good svar, good svar. So let's see if this svar works by itself. So he says the power of the pardon, because I guess a state death penalty the governor could commute. So the power, I didn't think about that. The power of the pardon is and it satisfies the, the bar of the Radvaz. In Chuva Shevet Halevi, Ravosner, he says a whole nother love this. It's a slowdown. First of all, nowadays, the president of a country has the covet and the grandeur of a king. And this, this bracha is talking about covet. And, and you ever watched, you know, I don't know, like we saw recently, like these videos of Air Force One landing and, and like the, the pomp and circumstance that they do. Says Ravosner, the covet that the president has is definitely malchus. And the bracha is made on malchus. And he says, gorgeous, I, the Radvaz, you're going to hack me, the Radvaz. If you read the Radvaz, this is Taka what he's saying. The Radvaz is saying that anybody in government that has the power to kill you, you can also make this bracha on. And that's the Lashon of the Radvaz. Shekol mi shechashiv b'shiltain u'b'nesiyas kimelech. That's the Lashon of the Radvaz. Zakhar Vazner... The Radvaz never meant to make the bar for a king the ability to unilaterally kill. The Radvaz made the bar for, any, for a minister is that he has to kill. If a guy's a minister in government and he has the ability to kill unanswered, then he also gets the bracha. Over the king, the guy at the top of the totem pole, he gets the bracha whether or not he has the power to kill simply because of the covenant. That is how Ravosner Paskins even nowadays. Ravad Yosef says another swara. He says that the president of America is special because he can make war at any time. And, and you see, he's right. And I don't know what year he wrote this tshuva in, but he, the president of the United States can make war wherever he wants. Like, the president of America is always making war. You remember Panama, you remember the Balkans, remember, remember Yugoslavia, you remember, like, there's all these incursions. Whenever they want, they can make a war. Not by and, himself, he has to... Yes, he could. He has to get Congress to no, sign off on the last time that Congress signed off on a war, the last time that well, Congress well, made... World no, II, World, World, II. II. World War II. World War II. The last time that Congress officially declared war was in World War II. Sometimes since then he got congressional like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he didn't even. But he can take an executive action. When Ronald Reagan, on Pesach ben Azman, in good times, bombed Libya with the F-117s, he didn't ask Congress. It was too, it was too not, high secret. It's not one guy, though. It's, it's, it's never one guy. He, he could make, he could make the declaration. He's doing it by himself. Exactly. 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 Arab chieftains and thorough people that could kill indiscriminately with yeah. no problem. You make make a bro- yes, sir, every single so one. When you yes. walk into Janine, you make a bracha. Right. 
Who's the leader? When you see Abbas, I don't know about that guy. You walk in, so, could walk into Putin's place over there. Yeah, yeah. He, he could kill him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ask that guy in West Germany that drank the tea. That's right. You, you never know? drink the tea. Yeah. I kid, sir. So the bottom line is, that even though the Welt says you don't make a bracha, according to the Heidegger Paiskin, according to Ravosner and Bavad Yosef, you would make this bracha on any world leader and Kalvachimer, president of the United States. So, Bedidi Havavda, that one time we went to hear Bill Clinton speak, me and my father. And afterwards, we gave, we gave Bill Clinton shalom. And I asked my father, do you make the bracha on him? No, not that idiot. <laughs> so we, we didn't make the bracha. I, I asked my father this morning, were you aware of this, of this Rebavad Yosef and this Rebavad He said, no, he thought like the Radvaz, and if he can't kill you, which he couldn't, you don't make the bracha. Abra, like, if I would have the opportunity again, if I would get invited to the White House Hanukkah party next year, I, I would make the bracha. I don't know, don't have him lush in the cave for the thing. Um, um, my father told me that Rabbi Heber's father met Bill Clinton and made the bracha on him. Um, you know, not that Rabbi Heber's father is like a Maeserat, but like, you know, like, he did make the bracha on, on Clinton. But uh, that, that... I mean, a president or not, I mean, you know, a college... Oh no, that's not. Yeah, no, no, no. This has nothing to do with your political thing. It has to do with whether or not you can make it on the. the no office. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like Kivager made it on, like you know, Franz Josef and, and these things. Says the Gemara. Amr Yechanan, speaking of kings, la'olam yishtadal adam laretz. A person should make efforts to run licorice malke Israel to see a Yiddish king. And not just Yiddish kings, even Goyish kings. Shim Yizke, why is it so good to see Goyish kings? Shim Yizke, if you merit for Mashiach to come, you will have a comparative basis to compare what's a Goyish king and what's a Yiddish king. So the Gemara says there's value in going out of your way. And the place you can talk about being Mavatal Torah, taking steps, taking off a work. It's a worthwhile endeavor to see a Goyesha king because then you will have a baseline to compare what a Yiddish king will be like when Mashiach comes. On this note, the Gemara tells a fascinating story. Ribshashis Saginarhav. Ribshashis was blind. Alma, the whole world, which means like this whole city, was going to greet the king. The king was paying a visit to their town. The whole town, along with Ribshashis, went out to see the king. Ribshashis went along with them, meaning even though he was blind, it was still a worthwhile spectacle to be part of. This Stuki guy saw this phenomenon of a blind man going to see the king and thought it was rather humorous. Omale, he said to him cynically, I understand why people take barrels to the river, which means you go to the river to get water. Therefore, if you take a barrel to the river, it's a worthwhile thing. Kigani, broken ones, lie. where are they going? Meaning, why would someone take broken barrels to a river? 
You can't get any water with them. As in, why would a blind guy go to see the king? So Amalei, Rav Sheshis told him, Tachazi, you'll see. I know more than you. Just watch. So, Cholaf Gunda Kamaisa. The first honor guard passed. So you know, like, you ever watch like a Chinese May Day parade? So like, they have like oh, groups of soldiers. So the first group of soldiers passed through Cholaf Gunda Kamaisa. The first honor guard passed through. So it was like a garretish. A huge mass of push forward to see the, to see the king. So Avakika when the Velt was pushing and shmushing to see the king, Omle the Stuki announced out, oh, Osamalka, the king is coming. Omle Rabshir says, calm down, Blaikos, he's not coming. Cholaf Gunda Tinyana, a second troop followed. Kika Avsha, when the Velt pushed again, Omle Utstuki, the Stuki once again proclaimed, Hashtakasi, Malki, he's coming, he's coming. Omle Rabshir says, calm down, Layosamalka, he's not coming. Cholaf Tlisai, a third troop passed. Kikashaska. And everyone was still. Everyone was quiet. Omelir Rapshashis. Rapshashis said, Oh, Vadai Hashta Asamalka. Now, for sure, the king is coming. Omelir Stuki. Minalachaha. How on earth do you know? I, I, I have my eyes, and I didn't figure this out. How did you figure this out? Omalei, a massive Yisoyed, the Malchusa Da'ara, Ke'en Malchusa Derekia. The kind of kings that we have on earth is a representation of the way things work in Shamayim. Now, it's not clear which came first, the chicken or the egg. On one hand, you say, like, yeah, in Shamayim they have a system, so we imitate it here on earth. I've seen Svarim that said the exact opposite. That a Kaddish Baruch Hu could have run his, his malucha any way he wants. But he wants us. You can't have an understanding of something you never saw. This is so, like the whole feeling like Hashem described how you have the, the thunder, the lightning, the, the sound. There's no, it doesn't say it went quiet when a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yes, it does. We'll get there in a second. Okay, yeah. y- yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> right, two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. So, so I've seen that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, on the contrary, he arranges the way things work in Shamayim based on the way things work here on earth, so that we'll have a Havana. So when we talk about prosecuting angels and defending angels, it's because that's a system we understand, so a Kaddish Baruch Hu made that. Says the Gemara, how do we know this? Diksiv, ha Kaddish Baruch Hu told Elio Anavi when he appeared to Elio. Go stand in the mountain. Lifne Hashem. Vine Hashem over. Hashem is going to pass. So first there's going to be Ruach Gedayla, a great wind. V'chazek, very strong. Mefarek Harim, capable of breaking mountains. Umeshabra Slam and smashing rocks. Lifne Hashem. Leberuach Hashem. Hashem is not in that great commotion. V'achar HaRuach, and after the wind, Rash will become a great noise. Leberash, Hashem, Hashem is not in that noise. Va'achar harash, and after the noise, Eish will be a fire. Leberash, Hashem. Hashem is not in any of the great sound and light show. Va'achar ha'ish, 
And after the fire, koil demoma daka, there is the smallest of voice, which means the least possible amount of representation is a kol demoma daka, and that is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is coming. So Rabshesha said, based on my knowledge of how things work in Shamayim, I was able to extrapolate and predict what's going to happen on earth. I mean, also, could Rishishas have used logic, like this Siddhuk is coming to say, here he is, and here he is, and then he's not saying anything, that this must be the time? Yeah, but not the first two times. After the first two times, yeah, it's After pretty... Yeah, but not the first two times, when Rishishas was still able to predict it. Kiyasa Malka, when the king finally came, Pasach, Rishishas, become a varichle. Rishishas made the bracha like the halacha is. By the way, the paiskim don from here, can a blind person make a birchas haraya? So, so some pais can say, you see from here, a blind person can make a birchas haraya. So for instance, if you take a blind guy to the Atlantic and you tell him we're by the Atlantic, or you tell a blind guy there was just a lightning and a thunder and, and, a, and, and an earthquake or whatever, he will make the bracha. Other pais can say that, no. The bracha on a king is not as sight-based as other phenomenon. And therefore, a blind person can make a bracha on being in the presence of a king, in the procession of a king, and it's no raya to whether or not a blind person can make a berchas raya. So Rav made the bracha. So the tztuki, like, he, he didn't give up. He said, To someone you can't see, you're making a bracha? So the Yomar asks one more kasha. What became of this mechutz of tztuki? So the Gemara says one of two sorry endings he met. Ikadamri, some say, Chavroihi, his friends, Kachlinu le'ene, popped out his eyeballs. Which means his friends were so like, like ashamed of his behavior. How he could talk to a blind man like that. They were posh and embarrassed. Forget religion, they were his friends. But how could you be so cruel? To, uh, like, uh, on a personal basis, on a humanitarian basis. How can you be so cruel to do that? So his friends on their own popped his eyeballs out. <clears throat> or, some say, <laughs> gave him the look, and he became a pile of bones. So, so there's a Rashi in Shabbos, when the Gemara uses this a few times in Shabbos, becoming a pile of bones. Rashi in Shabbos says, he became a pile of bones like someone who had died a long time ago and all that's left of him is his bones. So the marshal here, over here explains that, that this guy was a Russia. We learned way earlier in the Masechta, the Rishayim, Afil B'chayeim Nikrumesim. So, so Marsha says that what happened here was this guy was a Russia, and therefore he was dying from within for a long time already. He was eviscerated. He was just a shell. And Rupshashis finally toppled the shell. Of course he turned into a pile of bones because the guy was rotted out from within. There's just one Ramban, we'll end with it tonight. The Ramban talks about, there's a sefer, the sefer called the Garis HaKadosh, which not everyone knows, not, no one, not Yuri Garis HaKadosh, um, that you're gonna give it at your kids' chasana. Um, the, the Garis HaKadosh, that's miyuchas to Ramban. So the Ramban says, what's the Pshad in Gal Shalatzamas? So I'm going to read to you the Lashon of the Ramban. Shekasher chasidim ha-kedoshim, when holy chasidim madbikim es machshavtem bel when they totally lock in their das to the upper spheres, 
They are on such a level that their mind is locked in to the Eilamas al and whatever they think happens. And therefore, that's the phenomenon that we find that a person's nasa ba'enav is that this person was such a heiligi yid that he simply needed to just lock in and he didn't want this guy to die, but he was thinking nasty about him and his das locked in and boom, that was this guy's end. And that is how this stuki met his end with Rupshashis.